So I was watching Fox News, as I do. Naturally, you know, big doing, hate watchers Doing some here. research for this episode. I was looking through Fox News, looking through their archives. They have a lot okay. of videos on YouTube. Yeah, it's actually horrible. Like a ginormous amount of clips on YouTube. But in my research, I was looking for Tucker Carlson clips, and okay. I came across this gem. Oh. Um, and it really exemplifies, I think, where conservatives stand right now vis-a-vis -vis vaccines and COVID. <laughs> okay, okay. So he was reporting on some incident that I think happened in Chile where a man was in a coma because he had COVID. Yeah. He was in a coma for like 20-something days. Or might have, Yeah, it was a man in, in a coma for 20-something days. And apparently the doctors gave him like Viagra, <laughs> like a large <laughs> amount of Why? Viagra. Why? And, uh, to Tucker Carlson, he said that it woke the man up. He got out of his coma and he was like cured of COVID. So then Tucker Carlson proceeded <laughs> to have some doctor on. I have no okay. idea who this person was. And the doctor talked about how like some component of Viagra is used to like reduce symptoms in COVID or could be or some bunch of nonsense. But I just think it's so funny because they will literally do anything but take a vaccine to treat covid. Oh my god, literally dude. And not only not only does this perfectly represent like Tucker Carlson, Fox News and the conservative like media spheres views yeah. on vaccination and covid, it also just perfectly represents their target audience. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of old white men. A bunch of old white dudes are like, hey, hey, Loki, I already take this. No, it's so funny because it's always like, well, Pfizer this, Pfizer that, when Viagra's literally made by Pfizer. <laughs> and also, call back to a, a really old episode at this point. Okay. They will literally, instead of taking a vaccine, take gas station penis pills to treat COVID. <laughs> no, it's the same dudes. It's the same fucking dudes. Yeah. No, it also, it also reminds me of another, like, banger Tucker Carlson quip that we talked about, like, I want to say like seven episodes ago, maybe, mm -hmm. where he talked about how the vaccine will make you uh, feminine or, or COVID makes you feminine and makes you more sick. <laughs> yeah. Fellas, is it gay to be sick? Is it gay to be sick? Is it, is it gay to get COVID? The feminine urge to get sick? Shit. It's so funny. But then he, he ends on uh, what problems can't Viagra solve? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> swear to God. They'll do anything but take the vaccine. <laughs> discourse is just unimaginable. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're going to have dudes just with COVID bricked up. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see You'll see guys come back from their now five-day quarantine at work just bricked up at the office. They just took a copious amount of Viagra. <laughs> they pop a Viagra before they go to work every day. <laughs> As if they're not horny enough. I want to see. I want to see HR departments and the complaints that they're getting after this news broke. Bro's just completely bricked up after they come out of COVID. Bricked quarantine. up at the conference. Bricked up at the meeting. Gosh. Welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Head in the Office. We have to we have to issue an apology immediately. Yeah, we have to issue an apology for that cold open right there. <laughs> well, one <laughs> for that for that cold open. Two because um, we're a little bit late. On yeah, the yeah. You might have noticed that this episode's coming a little bit late. We do have an explanation. Don't worry, we're not just a bunch of lazy liberals around here. Exactly. I mean, exactly. we are, but we aren't. You know what I mean? COVID. Uh, COVID COVID, Gage, speaking of COVID, <laughs> what's the explanation? your boy tested positive. Yeah. Last uh, last Friday, I tested positive. I had symptoms last Sunday, like after we recorded. So today, I actually just hopped out of my quarantine. And what better thing to do than hop out back on the pod? You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, precisely. We're um, here. I'm alive. If, if you listen to the cold open, just 
Keep in mind, yeah, Gage had COVID. He found a treatment, thank you. Yeah, yeah, keep in mind, I I might have took some pills before I hopped on here. Yeah, yeah he found a treatment, though. Anyways, we uh, we appreciate your patience with the episode. It's coming out a day early. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back. We're back. back. We're back in One full day stride. hiatus. One day hiatus. I might be a little more feminine than I was before. Yeah, now you know that, that I'm post-COVID, now that I got sick and everything. Exactly. Uh, we're going to talk about, we got a loaded episode today, to be honest. We really do. We got to talk about COVID update. We got to talk about voting rights, some unhinged candidates. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. The Hyperloop is now available in Las uh, Vegas. Matt Gates and his sex crimes. Matt Gates is literally a criminal. Yeah. But maybe still a member of Congress. Yeah. He even even. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there when exactly. we get there. Uh, but before we get into the show, we do have to read some amazing five star reviews. Four of them. We've got a couple of them. You Which wanna, is you wanna actually hit it with an crazy. We're going to alternate with right a, here with a little alternator. Yep. I, I will. You want to go first? I got it. I got it. All so right. we got one review. Our first review. Subject, amazing, by Saturnalia18. So kind. They say, I saw you guys on TikTok, and I figured I'd give you a listen. Absolutely amazing. As an LGBTQ plus POC in the Deep South, Florida, it's about as deep south as you can get in this country. It gives me some insight on the government, aside from what my right-leaning family spews. Also, I definitely feel... The uncertainty from being a college student. Keep up the good work. I'm sorry you live in Florida. Yeah, I was just about to say, you, that's, you're just entrenched with the Florida <laughs> politics. That's really got to be tough. I feel so bad for you. I'm, especially if you're going to co- oh, especially if you're going to college in Florida, like right now yeah. in person. Because you know they're not doing online school, probably. Especially, especially if you listen to us like you said you do. And yeah. <laughs> we talk about Florida like every other week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about one of your fine representatives later on today. Yeah. Matt Gates. Exactly. So that's something to look forward to. I forgot to. he's a Florida congressman. Yep. I think wow. he's the first district, or he used to be first. Now he's somewhere else. Yeah. Bro's been in Congress for over 10 years. Didn't know that. Matt Gates? Yep. I thought he was a 2018er. Yeah. You know how I do my research over here. Of course. How I do my research over here. Yeah. He uh, first served in 2010 to 2016. Wow. Crazy, right? That's so sad. Well, anyway. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, dear reviewer, that you live in Florida. Thanks. And I wish you the best. Yeah, and truly, keep listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. We appreciate the help. Next, we got Zoomer News by Glitched Pixel. These nerds showed up on my TikTok for you page. After watching one video, I immediately found the found theme here and subscribed. It's like Abe Lincoln's top hat, but Ben Kissel's Uber got stuck in <laughs> traffic. A couple of bros being dudes talking about politics and dunking on old rich white people. That's what we do here. Well, you know. Just like social justice reasons, not the only reason why I got into it. Right. I also just like to bully boomers. Yeah, we also are just bad people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not. I'm not a paragon of good. I'm sorry. I also just love to be disrespectful. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. All right. Next review here we got subject love the pod by Jagerbomb06. Found you guys on TikTok. Guess the algorithm knows my leftist views. Facts. You guys have some of the best political content out there. Keep up the excellent work. That's what can so we say? Nice. Some what of the best. Say? Best? I don't, know. I don't know if I'd say some of the Us? best. Speaking of some of the it. best, that username, it's either alcohol or attack on Titan. <laughs> True. Yeah. Attack on Titan. I'm, I'm guessing it's it the is. alcohol. Maybe it's both. W, it was that called? Oh, like, double like, entendre? Yeah, double yeah. entendre. Yeah. That'd be fire. Something cool. Something cool. All right, we got one more. You got it? Oh, yeah. For, sorry, I'm very forgetful. You know, post-COVID. <laughs> yeah. Post-COVID. It's been, uh, it, we were recording three days later than normal. Yeah, exactly. Hey again by Neantari. I tried to write another review, but you can only do one. But hi again. I was reading the replies of right wing cope on Twitter because I love seeing right wing brain rot. Same. And if I see one more person say left can't mean I'm going to video game myself. Have a great week. 
Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't we do that. we want you here. We appreciate exactly. you here. This should be a safe place. We appreciate the review though. And if if any of you listening right now want your review read on the pod, go leave one on Apple. Go for it. It could literally be anything. Go leave a five star review. You can also check us out on our social medias, TikTok. We're on Instagram now. TikTok. Yeah, we just dropped an Instagram. Mm-hmm. The thought being that we could update people when I get COVID. Exactly. And we have to record a Let's day. Let's hope late. that doesn't happen again. Um, you can also check out the Patreon. You know, become a patron. Support the show. Yeah. Support the show. It's a great idea. Revolutionary content. All right. Let's get right into the news. We've got a lot of it today. So yes, the do. first one, we've got a small COVID-19 update. Um, we don't want to spend too much time on this because it's really more of the same. We've been doing a couple of these mm-hmm. throughout the past, past few pods. But for an update, we have um, about a week or so ago, we announced here on the pod, first to announce it, Yeah. Omicron going news. bananas. Of course. Biden cron. If you will. Yes, I will. Um, And I said something about how uh, I think this was last week, maybe two weeks ago is probably last week. Mm -hmm. I said something about how we're breaking the new case record in one day. Oh, yeah. Like every day. New cases in one day record. We Mm -hmm. broke that. And I was like, oh, we we hit almost 600,000 cases in one day. That's a record. Crazy. A couple days later. Came back and doubled it. We came back and doubled it (laughs) with like 1.2 million. And I'm a part of that, baby. He's a I'm a part of that. He's I a became statistic. a statistic. Uh, yeah, so basically, Omicron cases have absolutely exploded, leading to the number of cases reported in one day, a new record being over 1 million. Yeah. Um, and with the current testing shortage and the proliferation of use of at-home tests, the numbers are probably even higher than that. Mm-hmm. And speaking of at-home tests, I don't know if we have it in the show notes, but Walmart and Kroger just raised their prices oh, on no. their at-home test kit. Wow. Supply and demand, baby. I love market principle. I love it when a market principle really just comes in and works like it's supposed to. You know, yeah. the demand, more people are getting COVID, more people need to get tested. The the supply is going down. We got to hit equilibrium, baby. We you need know, a market equilibrium here. We need the price to adjust. You know, you'll learn at like liberal, typical liberal universities, if you mm-hmm. take an economics course, that sometimes the market can't account for like the needs of people. Sometimes the market will like flop or you'll have to like have some kind of intervention where the market yeah. fails. And it's like, it literally fails constantly. It just failed. It just failed. Yeah. In like not even that huge, like even not even that colossal of a way, but it fails just regularly all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. This is just an egregious example of that. Yeah. And also, I don't know if we have it again later. There's been a bunch of like little news here and there about it, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure the Biden Harris administration just came out and said that they're making all private insurance companies cover the cost of at home kits. We're about to get to that. Okay, all right. I'll so let you go. Um, on Monday, January 10th, the White House announced that there's going to be a massive, quote unquote, massive investment in, uh, in testing with Biden saying that there's going to be 500 million at home tests made available, as well as new pop up federal testing sites throughout the country, okay. um, which is, I mean, at, at this point, some people have just said it's like it's too late to catch this wave. Like we, it's already it is. Dog. It was literally impossible to get a test. Yeah. I had to wait yeah. four days since I had symptoms like to get a fucking uh-huh. test. Yeah. I mean, I had to get tested, too. And it took yeah, there were no rapid tests available. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just yeah. For regular no, just regular doesn't people. Um, and a PCR took like over a week to return to me. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I tested negative, but still, it just took a yeah. very long time. Um, and in a press conference a few weeks ago, Jen Psaki, press secretary, said that there would be free tests that would be paid through your private health insurance, but you had to like work that out with your insurance company. Yeah. And of course, that got some backlash because people were like, why are you not just giving them away for free? Mm-hmm. And then I think Saki said something like... Um, should we just send them to every American for free? Yes. And then the press corps is like, yeah. <laughs> Why would you not? Rare like press other... corps dub. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Rare time the press corps actually says something correct. Um, but now, apparently, there's going to be a government website where you can go whenever it launches, whenever they get like their batch of tests, yeah. the first batch. 
um, you'll be able to go and order them for free from the federal government website, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is just going to crash. Oh, definitely. Um, and also the the uh, private insurance aspect is still a part of this as well. If you want to buy your own test, say from Walmart and Meyer, they yep. have now jacked the prices up. You can get reimbursed through your insurance provider if you want to test for free. But like, why why are we requiring so many steps? Why can't we just force the corporate? Like, why 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 yeah. are we going this far? You know what I mean? And that's what I wanted to get into. If you your loved ones. Don't you, you probably see it if you're listening to us. Let's be real if you're a fucking leftist. But if you need to convince your loved ones of just give them another example of the many of how the private insurance industry is a fucking scam and yeah. a useless middleman, just talk about this. Oh, yeah. Why do I need to go to the store and the fucking this is also an argument that libertarians try to use to say that universal health care could never work. No, universal health care can't work if we keep private companies alive. Yeah, because then, yes, we will see places like Walmart or wherever just jack their prices because they know they can. If you just get rid of the fucking middleman. And make it so the government deals with all of this, yeah. and you mandate that these prices stay low. You mandate that they're free, and you know, the yeah. instance that would be the best, the most morally good instance. Then we're chilling. Yeah, and and here's where I'm confused, and perhaps there is some reasonable explanation that I just haven't found. Yeah, but since when can the White House just tell private insurance companies like you're paying for this, you're going to yeah. reimburse people? You're telling there me was that no they could of, always do this? There was no act of Congress. There has been no new legislation to do this. What like is he has he just always been able to do this? <laughs> They've always so, been able to lower drug prices and no, lower like, shit like this, this. Would this same reasoning not apply to like private student loaning agencies? Can you just like call up Sally May for me and be like, hey, drop this man's charges? Like <laughs> drop this man's debt right now. I mean now? shit, they can do that already. Well, yeah. Through another like they could do that avenue. for um all federal loans, but like can you not just call my private loaning agency yeah, and be like, like, hey, like, drop hey. this dude's student debt? Yeah. This guy's struggling. That'd be <laughs> like, fire. I don't know. It just it raises a lot of questions. There's not more there's not much more news on COVID other than that. But like um if you need an at home test, hopefully they'll be able to deliver them quickly. Hopefully they're just available in general yeah. at all. Because right now they are not we were not at all prepared for this wave and like no. there's been basically no new restrictions other than like i know our schools the universities we go to have changed some of their restrictions mm-hmm. like we're online right now um but that's only in michigan that you know mm-hmm. a dear listener that's in florida may not have that <laughs> yeah, same luxury so sorry. To, be able to work from home and most workers are not working from home yeah um so that's tough and now we're not at all prepared for this and now workers are having to go back after five days yes of symptom onset yes uh we waited a full 10 though yeah no definitely fuck crying. all that yeah um yeah but it's it's definitely sucks that a lot of people are just they have no option to work remote they just mm-hmm. have to go back in and i know there's the sentiment that omicron is a lot less severe which is true but the truth is that if it's a lot more infectious there could be the same amount of people that died regardless yeah which is like still bad and by the way even if people aren't dying as much, if they're still going to our hospitals and overwhelming them, which mm-hmm. they have been, that's still pretty bad. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. And, and a good point that I've seen made is that um, while people going to the hospital with Omicron may not be dying and are like recovering, don't have long lasting mm-hmm. uh, symptoms or anything like that, the people that need to go to the hospital for like a heart attack or a stroke yeah. or some kind of cancer treatment may not have those rooms that they need because the hospital is mm-hmm. being overwhelmed with COVID. And you may be okay with your chances of dying or surviving with Omicron, but are you okay with your grandparents' chances of surviving if they get a heart attack? Facts. Conservative motherfuckers love to talk about wait times in the context of universal health care just to stop, like, regular poor people from being able to afford to live. Yes. But when they are actually actively increasing the hospital wait times for real dire procedures, not just, like, a visit to the specialist. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. And they also act like wait times uh, in hospitals or for surgeries right now aren't 
insanely fucking long in the United States. Yeah, just in general. You, you don't like get they what you need long. right away. Like, I know. It, it takes like years to get what you need. It still takes weeks to get a fucking doctor's appointment. And they always cite like, well, in Canada, you have to wait a very long time for a surgery. And I don't know how true that is. I haven't seen the data. But like, mm-hmm. you do have to wait a very long time here as well. Yeah. You don't get what you need immediately. No. That's because our, our entire healthcare system is just fucking broken. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, I think that sums it up on COVID. Um, and we got to move on to voting rights. Oh, yeah. Some voting rights news. Um, so Biden has announced that he and his White House are turning their attention to voting rights. Wow, I'm glad after, what, a year? A full yeah. year of just doing nothing? After a year of doing nothing and also after a year of state legislatures around the country. Doing a lot. Implementing changes to their election structure that may just be uh, unchangeable by the time we uh-huh. get to the next set of elections. Uh-huh. Um, and that was the entire point with like the urgency of voting rights was like, we got to fix this before the next election. Mm-hmm. Take that as you will. Uh, so Biden has promptly turned and abandoned Build Back Better. <laughs> not that it makes much of a difference when not it comes that, to passing that bill. Not that anyway. we didn't call that. Yeah. Not that it changes anything at all in the scope of actually getting that passed. Um, uh, but he says he wants to start working towards voting rights. Um, and the effort is probably likely just as futile as Build mm-hmm. Back Better was. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair. Uh, to Biden and the Democratic Party in general, there's not really much that you can get done with stupid people like Manchin and Cinema, and also well, Manchin and Cinema, but also the entirety of the Republican Party. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Let's you, not forget about how zero of them will play ball with anything yeah, good. Exactly. Um, and I, I'll also add that I feel like if Democratic messaging was better, and perhaps I can just say this because I'm outside the Democratic Party and mm-hmm. I can just talk shit if I want to, but I feel like after January 6th, and that's why this decision's happening because January 6th, the anniversary yeah. just passed. Um, I feel like after January 6th, if the Democratic Party was good at messaging, they could have just fucking destroyed the GOP. If the Demo- Like, that should have been the end of the GOP. If the Democratic Party was good at messaging for anything, yeah. they could have destroyed the GOP. Universal yeah. health care, anything, liter- $15 minimum wage, canceling <laughs> student debt. If they could appeal to uh, anyone other than, like, white college-educated people, yeah. maybe the Republican Party wouldn't have any power in this country. Damn, crazy. That's a, just a crazy thought to think but about, But instead, though. we allow them to seep into all of our institutions and change the rules for their benefit, which they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, anyways, naturally, this brings up uh, conversations around what's going to happen with the filibuster. Yeah. Because naturally, as we said, GOP is not going to play ball with this at all. You have to consider changing the filibuster if you want to get anything done because Republicans, to win, need pe- less mm-hmm. people to vote. They only win when a minority of people vote, and specifically their people. So they're not going to be interested in changing election law at all. Oh, God, no. So you got to change the filibuster and if did, you want to get there. And Biden signaled that he's down for changing the filibuster. Oh, yeah. But it's too little, way too late. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get there. Don't even worry. Okay. Don't even worry. Okay. Um, but, of course, this whole effort to reform the filibuster, change the filibuster, as it's been talked about throughout the last year, has been met with some resistance from the GOP. Wow. Um, and not only the GOP, but also his own party, of course. Manchin and Cinema still haven't really said anything mm-hmm. about it. Um, although Manchin said he's open to a talking filibuster. And one uh, reform that Manchin offered, groundbreaking. No way. Like a week ago, a couple weeks ago. He said... That he's interested in changing the the filibuster requirement to end a filibuster to three-fifths vote of the chamber. Ayo. Which is still literally just 60 people. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of making it a flat 60, he said, I'll add a three-fifths, but if everyone's there, it's still a flat 60. (laughs) (laughs) That's so disrespectful. Yeah. So it's not a reform at all. That's it's kind not. of funny. It's not a reform. Uh, Manchin offered absolutely nothing. But the GOP response to this I thought was quite funny. Okay. In the New York Times, there's a quote. It says, 
Since taking office, Mr. Biden has been questioned repeatedly about his support for changing filibuster rules, which would, al which would allow voting rights legislation to pass with a simple majority rather than 80-60 votes. Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the minority leader, mm. has promised a quote-unquote scorched earth response <laughs> to Democrats' <laughs> attempt to make that change. And Mr. Biden has had until recent weeks been reluctant to throw his support behind an approach. I want to know. I want to know what about destroying democracy or what little we have of it. What about that is not already scorched earth? Yeah, come on now. What about the fucking obscene amount of gerrymandering that we've seen specifically <laughs> yeah. to disenfranchise poor people and minorities? Yeah, isn't anti-democracy. The little bit of gerrymandering that we reported on on this show is just a a piece yeah. of everything that's happening throughout the nation. Like, there are so many states that are just being carved up, and that'll stay that way for 10 years. And they're getting away with passing absolutely ridiculous, like, yeah. anti-fucking voting laws. Like in Georgia, we've said it once, we've said it many times, you can't give people waiting in line to vote water. Yeah. It is illegal now. Yeah. It's something as simple as giving people water. Illegal. Ridiculous. Um, but thank God our hero Chuck Schumer has come to save the day. No, you know go. what he did? What did he do? He set a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, if we can't get voting rights done by January 17th, Martin Luther King Day, yeah. then we are going to start moving on reforming or changing or eliminating the filibuster. Damn, that's crazy because, you know, the only <laughs> way that they can actually change Senate rules. How? Is if Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema were on their side. You know, I, I wonder if there's a tally of how many deadlines Chuck Schumer has set that just got completely blown over. Remember when they set like <laughs> they set like thirty for Build Back Better and mm -hmm. the infrastructure bill. And then they, they also set deadlines for when we were gonna go fucking bankrupt, when we yeah, were gonna hit we're the gonna debt ceiling. On our loans, yeah. And they just didn't matter. Yeah, the I think the latest deadline that he set before this one was uh Build Back Better by Christmas. That's yeah. what he said, by December twenty fifth. That didn't happen. <laughs> no, it so, really didn't. And it's dead in the water now. He's so funny. And right before that, it was like, oh, well, America's going to default on all their loans mm -hmm. by October 17th. Exactly. And then it was the next month. Yeah. And then it was the next month after that. Uh-huh. So it's like, what, what does this really mean, Chucky boy? Nothing at all. I just thought it was funny. Um, but I also, I want to take a moment to note, because we haven't really talked about it too much, okay. how just incredibly undemocratic the Senate is. Oh, my God. Just yeah. incredibly undemocratic. It, it by its nature... Uh, empowers small states uh -huh. to just have a disproportionate amount of power. Entities that I will remind you are not found okay. in nature. There is no way. There is no way that the motherfuckers in Wyoming <laughs> should have an equal say in what happens federally as the motherfuckers in California. Yeah. So millions of more people. Yeah. I don't know how many people are in California, oh, it's, but it's, it's like like orders of magnitude oh, higher. There's like seven hundred thousand people in Wyoming total. <laughs> Like one of the states has like less people than DC. Yes, and that's just not even. A it's state. Wyoming and Vermont, and DC doesn't even have representation. No, <laughs> yeah, no. The the Senate is just inherently undemocratic, and even though an overwhelming number of people have voted for Democrats instead of Republicans, it's still fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely gridlocked. And I'll also add that Democratic senators right now with the 50-50 Senate represent 20 million more people than the GOP. <laughs> Why do they have the same num the same amount of power right yeah. now? And I know that like Democrats technically have more power because like, uh, a, a Democrat in the White House right now with uh -huh. Kamala Harris being a tiebreaker. But if a Republican wins in 2024, which you know mm -hmm. might happen yeah uh why is it that they have the same amount of power but it's like we don't even we don't even have 50 democrats yeah. in the senate yeah 
it, the Senate was literally just a compromise when it was first made, just a uh-huh. compromise with slave owners. What was that the Louisiana Compromise or some shit like that? I can't remember. I think it was called the Great Compromise, or was that the Three Fifths Rule? Hey yo, I don't remember which one. Um, but it was it was one of the compromises. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Senate, it's literally just a compromise of slaveholders, as well as the Electoral College, by the That's way, fact. which is also inherently undemocratic. And y'all know we don't mess with that. Um, and I like, I know the House isn't entirely democratic either because of gerrymandering and such, but, but at, least it, at least it accounts for population. It's proportionate. Yeah. There's no like fucky rules where you can just block the will of the majority. There's only fucky rules where you could block the will of minorities. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. No, but like minorities like people of color. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> At least in the House, if you're in the minority like, you know, the Republicans are right now, you just get fucked, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you didn't win enough elections. You're just... Sucks. Good. Sucks to be you. Yeah. So you may ask, getting back on track here, okay. you may ask, what what is Biden doing about voting rights? What's on the table? What are they going to vote for? Uh, there's two bills outside of H.R. 1, which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. This is just dead in the water. On the table, even though probably not on the table. It, they're take, not on the take table, Take me really. saying on the table very lightly. Take take us saying on the table in the very literal like sense of the word, whereas these bills are on the table. And won't move. Yeah, that's <laughs> won't, it. Will not move off of the table. So there's one. The first one is the Freedom to Vote Act, which would apply national standards for mail-in and early voting, make Election Day a holiday, restore felon voting rights, and a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. There's also some provisions on like gerrymandering, campaign finance disclosures. It's good. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty good bill. One that I would literally strictly like to see. strictly good things. Yeah, just good things. And then there's the second, which we've known for a long time, which is the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, which restores a key component of the Voting Rights Act, which mm-hmm. was removed with a Supreme Court decision. Surprise, Love surprise. It. Which allowed for the federal government to have a check on states that historically discriminated against people at the polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so states like Texas, Georgia, Florida. Which is like a good thing. Which like, know? yeah, you would think that you'd want that around. Yeah. yeah. And Joe Manchin said he supports that. Joe Manchin said he supports that bill. Ooh. That's all I'll say. D- wait, is it? Oh, yeah, he supports just that bill. But doesn't he only support like an amended version of that bill? I mean, probably. But you know what he also said? He said that if we can't get 10 Republicans on board, then we shouldn't pass voting rights. So, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I'm glad you're really standing up for your convictions here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta love that guy. There's also a third possible bill that has to do, which was actually a bill that Mitch McConnell brought up himself. So, you yeah. know, it's not worth shit. Uh, but it was brought up to reform the Electoral Count Act so that um, it would kind of clarify the role of the vice president in like uh, counting the electoral ballots because you know previously trump was like overturn the election and pence is like i can't Uh uh-huh so it would just be a a, literally just a law to amend that bill which or uh, a bill to amend that law which maybe matters but in the grand scheme of like voter suppression doesn't make a difference facts yeah you know i just i still can't get over that joe manchin said yeah this is a good thing but we if we can't get 10 republicans on then it shouldn't be done Mm -hmm. he all he's saying is yes i recognize that this is the morally good thing to do but if I can't get morally bad people to agree, then I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just not how it's going to well, happen. The thing. He says that is that um, people in the Republican Party aren't morally bad. They're just his colleagues. His, his oh, friends from across the aisle. So true. It's all about reaching across the aisle here on Head in the Office. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So to sell their voting rights push, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are traveling. Well, they actually did travel yesterday okay. to Atlanta, Georgia to talk to voters. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, they traveled there yesterday. Um, and a side note. Side note. Okay. Uh, Things for Georgia voters is actually abysmal right now, vis-a-vis voter oppression, yeah. voter suppression. A uh, quote from the New York Times says, because of a law passed last year in the state, the number of drop boxes for absentee ballots has dwindled in highly populated and racially diverse areas. <laughs> Not a surprise. Four large counties that make up the core metropolitan Atlanta, Fulton, Cobb, 
uh, DeKalb and Gwinnett counties will have no more than 23 drop boxes available down from 94 in 2020. That's they literally cut that shit seventy five percent off. Yes. This is a blowout doorbuster deal right here, liquidation sale. <laughs> yeah, what? It's like, how does no? How Just, do you look at that and be like, that's normal? Like, why are you cutting it down in the first place? Like, yeah. shouldn't these things be a matter of population size? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you think the number of drop boxes should depend think, on how many fucking people live there? I could be wrong about this, but I think Fulton County is the most populous county. Yeah, because isn't Georgia. that Atlanta? Yeah, um, and it's gonna have twenty three total. Atlanta's a <laughs> populous place. Fucking huge. Yeah. Fun. That's a lot of fun. Shout but out anyway, 21 Savage. Uh, the first place they want to travel to is uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and the response to their little tour has just been terrible. Oh, my God. Absolutely of course terrible. it is. Dude, I don't understand why they go on these tours. I don't know. Like, I kind of get, like, going and, like, campaigning around, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to come talk to the three people that voted for me no matter what mm-hmm. about why what I'm doing is very good. Yeah. So the uh, the tour's been bad because a coalition, well, I guess not bad per se, but just rejected. Yeah. Because a coalition of activists in Georgia told, a coalition of activist groups in Georgia told Biden and Harris to skip their state entirely if Ooh. they did not have a plan to pass voting rights legislation. Uh, they noted specifically that Georgia voters, voters of color specifically, delivered the House and the Senate Absolutely. With, with their races yeah. in Georgia. And they said that in return, this is a quote, in return, A visit has been forced on them, requiring them to accept political platitudes and repetitious bland promises. Such an empty gesture without concrete action, uh, without signs of real tangible work is unacceptable. That's fire. That is a fire statement right there. I mean, at the same time, I get that, like, Biden can't really do anything, but also... Your role as an activist group is not just to be nice to the president, exactly. even though you understand his political situation. Your role is to apply pressure. And it's like not even that he can't do anything. He hasn't even been like out here speaking about it. No. He has not himself been out here trying to sway public opinion about these things because he's probably been briefed by his little Democratic strategists about how this shit's not good politically for the moderates. Yeah. What about all the moderates? Yeah. You know, I don't give a fuck about them, by the way. Exactly. If you haven't noticed. <laughs> so um, turns out Biden and Harris didn't skip their visit to Georgia. Oh, they definitely went and yesterday spoke at Clark Atlanta University. Their speeches, I mean, I watched it. It was fine. You know, it was pretty normal. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of dunking on Republicans. At one point, Joe Biden spit absolute bar okay. and said that the um, the voter suppression that's been happening in Georgia is Jim Crow 2.0. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bro, that's kind of hard. Bars. Yeah, he kind of hit that one. Um, and then he also obviously announced that he supports the full elimination of the filibuster of voting yeah. rights can't get done. But again- Joe Manchin. Yeah, he didn't support a full elimination of the filibuster until Joe Manchin started going on Fox News. Yeah. Until Joe Manchin became a literal just Republican. Fox News pundit. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that probably sums it up on voting rights. Uh, Yeah, I guess we'll see how it how it progresses. It just kind of seems motivated by January 6th. But even then, they don't really use January 6th, the message that hard. They don't, and when they do, they go way too hard. Yeah, and it's just corny. And they miss and the bad. mark completely. Yeah, exactly. They just don't get it. They just are so disconnected from the average voter. Yeah, but it's more of like, look how scared I am, rather exactly. than like, uh, we should actually do something in the Republican Party. Like, look at the everything. audacity of these motherfuckers. True, they don't talk about that. We do have one thing to mention. Okay, vis a vis January sixth. Ooh. On Fox News, you know, because I'm a Fox News watcher now. Exactly, avid, avid listener. Um, on the other side of the aisle, Ted Cruz, in a uh, <laughs> in a recent speech that he gave on the Senate floor, called the people attacking the Capitol on January 6th terrorists. Yeah, a little accident. lib, but like I'll take it. Yeah, he called them terrorists, 
and he got absolutely destroyed by Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Tucker Carlson sat there, and it was like he was reining him in. Oh, yeah. It was like he was—he sunned Ted Cruz oh, yeah. up on there. It was actually crazy. Yeah, so um, before Ted Cruz actually went on Fox News, right after he gave the speech, Tucker Carlson was just ripping into him. Like, uh-huh. how could you say this? Bad messaging, yeah. uh, bad optics, yada, yada, yada. And then Ted, Ted Cruz eventually went on Tucker Carlson's show a few days ago. And he was just begging for forgiveness. We, mm-hmm. we can roll the clip here. Exactly. We got it. Senator Cruz was game enough to come on tonight. We appreciate that. He joins us now. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. So I guess what I, I mean, there are a lot of dumb people in the Congress. You're not one of them. I think you're smarter than I am. Uh, and you never use words carelessly. Um, and yet you called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose. And I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Result, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't well, buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. So, Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. Let me tell you what what I meant to say. What I was referring to are are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. Now, I think you and I both agree that if you assault a police officer, you should go to jail. That's who I was talking about. And the reason the phrasing was sloppy is I have talked dozens, if not hundreds of times, I've drawn a distinction. I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions of of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. And that's what a lot of people have misunderstood that comment. Wait a second, but even your way, but hold on. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. We have said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. How many people have been charged with terrorism? On January so listen, 6th. Like, why'd you not, use that word? You're playing into the other side's characterization that, as Joe Kent just explained, allows them to define an entire population as foreign combatants. And you know that. So why'd you do it? So, so, so now that you've seen that, you've seen just how, how hard Ted Cruz is just begging for his life yeah. on there. Sorry for that, by the way. Sorry for making you all listen to that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like, we should have issued a trigger warning for <laughs> Ted Cruz's voice. Should have issued a trigger warning. Uh, but Ted Cruz, he claimed that... He, when he said terrorists, was talking about the limited number of people that attack police officers. Mm-hmm. It's anyone that attacks a cop is a terrorist. I've been saying this all of 2021. Which he hasn't, by no. the way. And also, you're not a terrorist if you attack Facts. a cop. Like, definitionally, you're not a terrorist. Like the if one you time I agree with Tucker Carlson. Right. Was, Tucker, well, you're not a terrorist. You're not a terrorist. Yeah. Ted Cruz will literally try to do anything to be liked, and it never works. It was also so cringy how Tucker Carlson was trying to do the compliment sandwich thing. Yeah. He's like, Ted, you are the most well-spoken man I know. Shut the fuck up. No, he is not. You are, you are a Supreme Court non- nominee. Like, yeah, that's more of a condemnation of the Supreme Court <laughs> than it is <laughs> a compliment to Ted. That, that's not the effect that he thought he was having. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just thought that was really funny. Ted Cruz is the absolute worst. Um, and he apparently on other mo- and other occasions throughout 2021 also said – that they were terrorists, that the people attacking the Capitol Apparently. were terrorists. He just never got really called out for it until now. 
Um, so it's funny to see them kind of the well, kind of now now it's Tucker Carlson, like the right wing media yeah. figure, actually taking a f- this fucking news guy news. I say that very lightly. Fox News is considered to be news, by the way. <laughs> exactly. This fucking a pundit literally reigning in a United States senator. Yeah. Like, that's not something you should expect from, like, the number one rated cable news show. That's something you should expect from, like, us. Yeah. Is us independent, actually independent media ripping into these motherfuckers. Yeah. Not the literal embodiment of the establishment taking a politician and reining him in to fit this broader conservative narrative. I want to know how you would never see any liberal commentator lay into, like, if uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer got on to like yeah. CNN, nobody oh would God, ever no. lay into them like that. There's like, <laughs> it's so it's so bad. To be fair, you'd never see a liberal pundit lay into a conservative for doing actually horrible shit. So you'd never see a liberal pundit do anything meaningful. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's on gang. Just to just to note that, but yeah, you'd never see that. Um, and it's just it's another example. I think of how if anybody steps out of line with the central GOP message, they just get sniped. Mm-hmm. Absolutely destroyed, mm-hmm. either by people like Tucker Carlson or by Donald Trump himself. Cumstered dumpsters. He exactly. fucked around and he found out. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. now speaking of speaking of senators, speaking of voting, speaking of elections, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. y'all know it's midterm year. Exactly. We won't shut up about it, mm-hmm. and we're especially not shutting up about it now because I'm I'm going to bring to you a candidate that is just absolutely fucking unhinged. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Listen, mm-hmm. listen to this. And we story won't shut up here. about it throughout the year. We're going to keep. Talking oh God, about no! I'm going to keep hitting you with these literally fucking crazy candidates Mm -hmm, anyway mm -hmm. a new texas state house candidate just dropped and she's fucking crazy a little bit of background this chick she got in a little she got a little bit of clout in 2020 when the pandemic first hit because in true conservative fashion she refused to close her salon oh my god like right when the pandemic's going on freedom is when salon freedom is when i can get my subway sandwiches freedom my haircuts is when i can put my workers and the general population of my city in more danger in a pandemic that we know nothing about. <laughs> well, I continue to make money. Yes, just so yeah, I yeah. can make money and overwork and underemploy my workers. That's you know freedom, I mean? baby. That's America, that's, brother. That's true conservatism Yeah. in America yeah. in the yeah. modern day. Freedom to consume, brother. Exactly. And so, as a result of that, she spent two fucking days in jail. Oh, shit. For real? Yeah. yeah Wait, what in state? Is she Texas. In Texas. In Texas. Wow. She, spent, she did jail time wow. for not closing down in Texas. Conservative Texas. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like they always, they always talk about like criminals and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're going to support her bid for House? Hmm. hmm. Kind of suspicious to me. Hmm. What happened to the party of law and order? Yeah, what, what happened to tough on crime? Yeah. She's a criminal. I guarantee you she's running a tough on crime platform. Hmm. Marjorie Taylor. <laughs> yeah, if you're so tough on crime, go to jail. <laughs> go to jail. Why don't you go step in there real quick? Report exactly, yourself. Exactly. So she decided she wanted to take that clout and transform it into a bid for the House this She's year. a political prisoner after all. Naturally. So true. <laughs> probably so true. sang the uh, national anthem in jail. I bet she- <laughs> I bet she's going to be out here talking about prison reform, but just <laughs> just for white people, though. Yeah, because she was subjected to terrible Texas prison conditions, which I'm sure they're bad. <laughs> yeah, they actually are very bad. I'm sure they're absolutely terrible, but only when it directly affects her political agenda. But uh, surprise, surprise, someone as unhinged as this fell into yet another controversy. So on January 5th, she tweeted, and I quote, Chinese students should be banned, all caps, from attending all Texas universities, no more communists. 
And if you, if you thought that that tweet in of itself was like anything, it gets oh so much worse oh, as we no. go on. Oh no! It's it's fucking wild. This is like Marjorie Taylor Greene levels of racist and xenophobic oh, here. Oh my god! Yeah, because something about being Chinese is just inherent to being communist. Exactly. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Now. If you're born in China, if you are of Chinese descent, you are inherently communist. And and to speak to that, she tweeted a follow up tweet. <laughs> she couldn't stop there. She, oh no, she could going for another. Tweeting that Texas taxpayers should not be subsidizing the next generation of CCP leaders. <laughs> yeah, because all the all these oh. international students are going to become the next generation of CCP operatives. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't stop there, folks. It does not stop there. There's another uh, Texas representative who actually, like, won a seat in the House. This dude's name is Gene Wu. I'm sure you can see where this is going. Oh, gosh. You just... (laughs) God, no. He's a Chinese-American Texas state representative, and he responded with an official statement calling out this shit for being racist. Because, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, what else are you supposed to do? He's of Chinese descent. He's going to... Yeah. And then she clapped back. She clapped back on Twitter. Saying, and I quote again, it doesn't surprise me that a socialist Democrat who doesn't show up to work thinks the position that communist Chinese citizens should not access taxpayer funded state institutions is racist. Texas Republicans agree with me on this. At Jeans for Texas is an enemy of the people. (laughs) You can't say that. That's just racist. An enemy of the she people. She called him an enemy of the people for being Chinese. Oh my like, god. Like, what? That's just this racist. Comical levels of racism. Like, it's not funny, but like, it, you know? Well, I mean, it's. You either laugh or you cry at this kind of yeah. stuff. Like, because it is really scary, but like, it, either we're crying on the pot or we're laughing. That Thanks. is. That is so bad. Just because this dude's Asian. Oh, she did. She had like a triple racism in here. Oh, my She's God. She's assuming that because he's he's Chinese-American, you said? Yeah. He's literally an American citizen. Yeah, he's an American citizen. He immigrated when he was a child. Yeah, he's been here his entire life. Uh-huh. And she just demonizes him for that. For being Chinese. She says that because he's from China, he must be communist. That's another racism point right yeah. there. And then he says he's an enemy of the people. Yeah. <laughs> That's just fascism. I'm sure this dude's not even like a social, like even like leftist adjacent. I'm he sure lives he's just in a Texas. hardline Democrat. He lives in Texas. Exactly. Exactly. And oh, she, but she didn't God. stop there. <laughs> this dude didn't even clap back after that, and she just decided to follow up her tweet just because she thought it was a good idea. You know, there's a pattern here. Yeah, she's <laughs> just going clear pattern here. Jesus. And she said, "Oh, Gene, simping for the CCP isn't cool. I can't wait to kill your bills." Oh Smiley my God. face. You can't tell me that's not coded language. You cannot tell me that that is not like deliberate choice of words right there. I can't wait to kill your. Come on. Oh my. Come on. God, dog, that is so bad. Simping for the CCP. Yeah. Just seeing them try to adopt like millennial or. Uh, Zoomer language makes me want to video game myself. Oh, literally, dog. <laughs> literally. So I mean, okay, to be fair, that is a very small critique to what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, Much worse yeah, content that's, here. That's not the uh, the main point no, here. No, that's not the focus. Um, but yeah, violently racist. Just violently, violently racist. But it doesn't end there. Wait, I want to make a point real quick. When she, okay. says, um, when she says that 
uh, where is it? Socialist Democrat who doesn't want to show up to work thinks that the position of communi- communist Chinese students not being able to access uh, taxpayer funded state institutions is racist. Yeah, yes, that, that it is literally, literally is racist. Like barring someone from accessing a state institution because of their national origin or because of their race, it S- racist strictly because of their race wait, that's, and national wait, wait. origin. That's 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 the definition of racism. Yeah, it literally Syst- doesn't get more racist than <laughs> that, that. Is systemic racism. Yeah, like y- not yes. not allowing a person of color to access the same state institutions that others can access is racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God damn it. And it's like it's e- like even just a level above historic racism that we've seen against Chinese Americans. That shit's more racist than the Chinese Exclusion Act. Like she really went a step above. She said, "No, the smart ones can't come here. None of them can come here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what the fuck? Yeah, no, that's it's just absolutely insane. <laughs> but oh again, she cri- she tripled down because people were saying, rightfully so, this shit is racist. You know how she responded? In true conservative fashion, you know what naturally, she said? Naturally. She can't be racist because oh. when she opened up her salon, the salon that she owns, she was the only white person that worked there out of 19 employees. I feel like I feel like that's a little bit more of a self-report. That's a big self-report. Like, like, Which, and she was the owner. Yeah, she's the owner. She said, of "Yeah, the I salon. have 19 people of color working under me. I have 19 wage slaves working under me. Yeah. I have 19 people of color that I over overwork and underpay working under me. During so I can't pandemic. be racist during a pandemic. And I made all these people of color in a more at-risk group than me myself. Do you know work. where in Texas she's like running?" Fuck, no, I don't. If it's in, like, a city, then, like, yeah, of course most of your workers are going to be people of color. Texas is a very diverse place. Especially if it's in, like, something like Austin. Yeah. Austin is very diverse. Very diverse. Texas is a very diverse place. I love how (laughs) people of color working for you somehow excludes you from being racist. She she literally used the I have black friends, but it's worse than the I have black friends (laughs) argument. Bro, everything is extreme (laughs) with this woman. Because she's not even saying, like, they're her friends. Yeah. My employees. She's strictly in a small business tyrant relationship with these people. Mm -hmm. They're not her friends. She doesn't even say she has black friends. Oh my god! I love how like a new conservative method of messaging is say some batshit and crazy, crazy stuff, just insane yeah. take, and then be like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not this ism. I'm not racist. Yeah, I'm not homophobic. I can't, well, I can't be. I just can't be. It's like, oh well, gay people shouldn't be allowed to marry, but I'm not homophobic. I yeah. know a gay person. <laughs> I'm not friends with them. I know them. I'm not saying we convert them to being straight. <laughs> I just don't like them. I don't agree with the existence. I just personally think that that is morally wrong. I'm not transphobic, but I think that we should restrict your freedom to choose your own gender. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not racist, but I just I just hate Chinese people. Like that's what she's saying. <laughs> I'm not racist, but like Come on, dog. You can't tell me all Chinese people aren't communists. Come on, dog. It's your taxpayer money. And you can't tell me that any American that calls me out isn't simping for the CCP. Yeah. Come on. I love how she calls she calls out probably the one Chinese American member of yep. the Texas state legislature. Oh, there's like at least two because there is a, a Republican woman that was a uh, Chinese woman also that okay. came out and said, actually, Republicans aren't on your side. This shit is also racist. Oh, OK. And it takes a lot for a Republican to call something racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that right there should just ring off sound the alarms in your head. Yeah. I, but I mean, I wonder if it was just that one Republican it or was. If a bunch of others. It, it yeah. was just the one. Because you know, like Dan, Dan Crenshaw agrees. <laughs> you know? Dan Crenshaw, by the way, not this is not in the show notes, not okay. even related, but there was a report released of members of Congress that are benefiting the most from, or the, the members of Congress that are all beating the market. Mm-hmm. And they're all like making suspicious trades right before yeah. stock changes. Because, you know, they you have know, the power to do exactly. that. Dan Crenshaw is number one, baby. 
He's made the he most off Pelosi? of personal stocks. Yes. Really? It's like four Republicans that passed Pelosi. Pelosi's the top earner for Democrats, but oh, I was gonna say she's been the top earner in general, like one of the top earners in the country out of any field for like it's a long it's time. It's Dan Crenshaw, baby. Wow. Everything's bigger in Texas, Everything's including in Texas. ethical violations. And racism. And, oh, it's especially <laughs> racism. See, now, do you remember, like, I want it was like a year and a half or two years ago when Dan Crenshaw made that Avengers video about how he, <laughs> he made, he made, <laughs> fuck, Hispanic <laughs> conservative. You remember that? Yes. He made. He literally made a video where he was just going through like a, he was literally tokenizing people. Yes. One yes. other conservatives in like an Avengers. Like he was Nick Fury, you know, because of his iPad. <laughs> We're gonna get this taken down if we're not oh, careful. God. We're gonna get this, this taken off. This YouTube. segment is putrid. Hassan got banned <laughs> for this very reason. Making fun of Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, but, but anyway, anyway, he was going through like he was Nick Fury recruiting a bunch of conservatives to join his team, and I think he used like pseudo Avengers music in there, yeah. and it was Hispanic conservative. <laughs> female conservative yeah. and it had shit in there of him like of people like training like punching shit because you know conservatism masculinity and everything yeah what if he's gonna make another one just get her in there too i really hope oh fuck <laughs> racist racist <laughs> i really hope they make another one that shit was so funny just yeah. get, get would, her in there she has 19 just... people of color as employees <laughs> yeah it was just him going around to a bunch of different people and like listing their accolades whenever they popped yeah. up and it literally said Hispanic conservative. Was it was it all people in Texas or was it like a nationwide thing? Because I, I want to say it was it was people running for legislature in Texas. Fuck. Or like uh Congress in Texas. Because I felt like I remembered um what's that dude that's taking three L's in Michigan? John James? Or I don't John... think he was in it. There was one like black I... man in it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who Probably it was. That. He might have lost. John race. James, he also had a bunch of cringy ads though. Oh, John James was terrible. Of him being like a I'm a fucking I'm an Air Force dude. Like I remember there was one of him going through like a fucking uh boot camp obstacle course. I remember that and too. Like, yeah, and this is why I should beat Gary Peters. Dude's kinda ripped though. Yeah, no, he is. I'll dude's, give I'll give him that ripped. for sure. Dude's ripped. Bad if, guy, but ripped. If he was on our side, he would be ready for the revolution. That's the swoletariat right That's there. That's the swoletariat yeah. for real. That is uh that is a hilarious piece of news. <laughs> I hope we get. I well uh, for the for the health of democracy. I hope. We I hope we don't. Like this. But I know we are. But for the content, you. I can't say that I'm not looking forward. I to it. I wanted to say that she was like a Marjorie Taylor uh, Green light. She's but worse. she's not. She's literally right up there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this. This. All Chinese students should be banned from Texas institutions because they're Chinese and Jewish space lasers are kind of close. Yeah, they're very close. Like, wow. I mean, like, it's, it's, you obviously cannot rank like what's more harmful anti Semitism or yeah. racism. Cause, you know, l levels of oppression, you can't rank uh -huh. them. They're not like numeric things that you can uh, measure or figure out like mathematically. Mm -hmm. But like, the, the, it's just shocking <laughs> to I'd see say, that kind of language. Like, yeah. Chinese communist Americans, full out socialist on right there. Chinese uh, state representative, uh -huh. just straight up racism. It's like I feel like like you could say that like he's an enemy of the people. They're like two sides of the same coin, you know what I mean? Like Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene is a Ritz cracker, and she's a saltine. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There we go. I mean, they're, and they're both just. I mean, they're probably both anti-Semitic and both racist. Oh, <laughs> Let's be real. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of goes like you know, being uh, being bigoted just kind of goes hand in hand with like everything else. Exactly, you know what I mean. Like, it kind of just all goes together. You know. Anyways, anyways, we got some more news. On um, some lighter, less racist news. Less racist news, but still pretty putrid. We got to yeah. talk about the hyperloop, which uh, we've talked about very briefly on the show. But it's, you know, Elon Musk's 
uh, perfect world where he's enslaving everybody, and his Hyperloop is basically in his world where he's enslaving mm-hmm, everybody. Mm-hmm. He's got a Hyperloop, which is just like underground tunnels. Basically. Yeah, it's worse subway. Yeah, like that's it. If you want to picture the Hyperloop, if you didn't know what was going on, this dude just had a vision to make a worse subway, and that's literally it. Yeah, the concept of the Hyperloop is just like underground tunnels where you get into Teslas and they drive you from point A to point B. Yeah. Um. And, like, they're supposed to be traffic-free because he was like, I'm tired of traffic. I'm going to make the Hyperloop, which is uh-huh. just – it's another invention from Tesla. Well, I guess it's not from Tesla. It's from, actually, the boring company. Which is aptly Elon named. Musk owned. Aptly named. True. Um, yeah, also Elon Musk owned. It's one of his companies, and he, he just makes these promises that don't ever come through. Yes. But he can get away with it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. This whole thing hinged on there not being any traffic. One, just build a subway. Two, there was traffic. Yeah. On the first day that it came out. Yeah. Um, so – Anyways, anyways, let's get let's get right into the story. Right. So a few days ago, the first prototype of the Hyperloop was made available in Las Vegas. Um, again, it's just an underground network of roads that Elon Musk quote unquote came up with. It's supposed to have zero traffic, supposed to get you from point A to point B very fast, yeah. so you can avoid highways in a self driving car, et cetera, et cetera. And surprise, surprise, the first day it launches, although you know Elon Musk stands will say, well, it wasn't completely open. The first day it launches giant traffic jam like why was it not completely open on launch one i don't know you i guess like, they said the exits weren't all open so that yeah, was what's like, causing the traffic why jam. not why why are you launching an unfinished product either way and like if you look up the fucking video of the hyperloop oh my god that shit is claustrophobic that's, as hell that's what i was gonna say is that it's you may say like oh traffic jam not significant it's a road uh-huh even though it's advertised as no traffic jams, maybe not significant, but it's significant because yeah. the Hyperloop, when you are in your lane driving, or I guess the car is driving you, the, it's just one lane, and it's just a little tunnel around mm-hmm. you. You are completely enclosed in a tunnel, and it, it looks like the tunnel is so small that you wouldn't even be able to open your fucking car doors. Exactly. Like, exactly. what if there's a fucking emergency in the Hyperloop? Literally, an ambulance can't get in there. Usually, usually in, like, subway stations, like in New York, for example, uh-huh. or in other countries that actually have efficient transportation options, yeah. you'll see that when uh, you have your train tracks, but on each side, there's, like, railways that people mm-hmm. can walk on because that's where maintenance workers go to, like, fix lights, fix yeah. tracks, uh, close down railways, etc. Because you need space to, like, move. Mm-hmm. But there's there's no second lane for emergency vehicles. Absolutely nothing. There's no area for maintenance workers to walk on if, like, there's a fire or something. It's just a tube. There's no area for people to walk through in case their car fucking breaks down. Yeah. There's literally no nothing. If someone is having a heart attack or a stroke behind the wheel and they have to stop and the car stops, it's done. Like, the Hyperloop is just done. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, how did this pass code? I don't know. How did anyone think that this was a good idea? I mean, some, like, state counselor was probably just bought off. Oh, yeah, it's Las Vegas, and aren't they notorious for not having regulations? Yeah. Anarcho-capitalist hellscape? And it's like, like, what if there's a fire or a car crash? Uh Uh-huh. Because, like, Tesla's vehicles are just known to fail. Yeah, and it's like, that's just the issue with it just being one lane. Yeah. And it's like one lane, and you're getting in a Tesla that's going to automatically move for you. Yeah. Put it on tracks. Connect them. And just make a train. And honestly, if you haven't seen the video and you don't feel like looking it up, the best way I can describe this to you is if you've ever been to a water park, imagine you're underground and you're just going down a water slide. Because that's what it is. There's no yeah. room for you to move. Like you're in a tiny, one of those tiny water slides. And it, yeah, facts. And you have you can't control where you're moving. You have no ability to stop or get out. You're just stuck in that tube. 
effects. Except and imagine there's like 40 other people there too and you're, tr- and you're clogged. Yeah, and if, if you don't even want to imagine it, you could do a simple experiment. You could just get like a small tube and some Hot Wheels cars, right? Yeah. And put a fucking Hot Wheel in a tube, but make sure that the tube is barely big enough to accommodate the Hot Wheel and then stack them all in until the tube is full. And put your hand at the end. That's the Hyperloop. <laughs> yeah. That is the Hyperloop right exactly. there. Exactly. Like, and like Gage said, you could literally just build a fucking train station, uh-huh. build a metro. Put all that money at a high speed. Wasn't th- this shit was so fucking expensive? I don't, know, I don't I have don't the number on it, but I remember seeing the estimates. It's, it's absurd. Yeah, it's actually absurd. Uh huh. But I do know the um, based on studies of infrastructure, the only real way to limit traffic congestion, which was the point of this hyperloop, mm-hmm. the only way to do that is by building effective public transportation. Yeah. Adding lanes on the highways doesn't work. Like no. you can see uh, highways in Texas with like seven uh, lanes mm-hmm. that you can take. And they're still congested because the only way to limit the amount of cars on the road is for people to not take cars. Yeah, because take like, buses or trains or metros or trolleys or anything else. And a good way to illustrate this is if it if it doesn't make sense to you, like in your head, you gotta like look up the way that traffic works. Traffic is kind of an imaginary phenomenon. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen those videos of a traffic mm-hmm. snake? Like, if you take um, a video of cars going in a circle on a road that just goes in a circle <laughs> that you can't get out of, like the Hyperloop, yeah. you know, and one of those cars, like, brakes checks the car behind it, it will – that's what creates traffic because of, like, delayed reactions. You have to look at the video to understand I'm not in auto with my words. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know how to describe things, but traffic is kind of fake and imaginary, and you can't just – expand your way out of the problem exactly that's why it only works if there's just less vehicles yeah it only works if you just have high-speed rail on schedule yeah and if if any of you right now at this point in the show are going to tell me that well you know this is just innovation. They're trying new things. Capitalism literally does not breed innovation. Oh, yeah, it's no. It's quite the opposite. This is this actually is just devol- literally a waste of money. We're devolving. Literally. We're devolving. Yes. It's getting worse. God Like, we, we already have regular tunnels. Bankrupt we, the boring we company. We quite literally have regular tunnels. Let's start the exciting company. Yeah, exactly. And build high-speed rail. Exactly. Head in the <laughs> office pod, exciting yes. company. Um, but I want to, uh, as a part of this section of the show, I want to dive into who Elon Musk is. Because, you know, oh, he's, yeah. he's treated as a, a genius Tony Stark-like figure of our day. Like, uh-huh. a lot of people always make him or compare him to Iron Man. Yeah, How and cool it's like, is. I'm sorry, guys. Iron Man in real life, not a good guy. Well, Iron Man in the movies half the time, not a good guy. Not a good guy. Not a good guy. But at least he kind of was actually smart. Yeah, at least he actually did some heroic things. Even though you, like, you really look into it, you put it in context, he kind of created all of the bad the bad yeah. villains. Uh, Sokovia, literally his fault. Yeah. Age of Ultron. So, like... Just think about those things in real life. Iron Man, love the dude in the movies. Yeah. Real life, absolutely would hate the dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and Elon Musk, he's treated as this guy, you know, pull himself, pulled himself up by his bootstraps, worked really hard, made, you know, very innovative with all mm-hmm. of his companies, has a big impact on society, which I guess he does, but not in any kind of positive way. Not in any and meaningful I wanna, way. And I want to dispel all of the propaganda around him mm-hmm. once and for all here on the show. Yes, okay. So okay. first of all. Elon Musk comes from wealth. Apartheid <laughs> Emerald Mines, specifically. You know, and I was I was looking up more information specifically on the South African apartheid Emerald Mines that yeah. his father made all of his wealth out of. Elon Musk vehemently denies this. <laughs> Says it's just categorically untrue. Okay. But it's like, like there's it's, there's a lot of, you know. kind of just right it's, there it's, it's in just, front of your face. Yeah. If you just kind of do a little bit of like elementary research into mm-hmm. this topic, you'll find that Elon Musk does come from wealth. And then he, you know, came to America after some time to go to college or whatever. Yeah. But he certainly was not struggling. No, no, like, not dude, at all. Dude was not pulling himself. He had all up the resources he need to go and didn't he make his money like initially because he he uh, did PayPal? Yeah, PayPal. Yeah, which is like 
get a uh, real job. Yeah, you know? and then he sold PayPal to eBay for like a fuck ton of millions of dollars, right? Something like that. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. He sold it to somebody and made a shit ton of money. In general, in America, or really in any country, if uh-huh. you are born to wealth, you're just immediately you're good, set. good spawn point. Yeah. Like, you just immediately have a leg up, an advantage compared to everybody else. And it's like, damn, it's just like, he should have stopped after PayPal was successful, you know? Yeah. I think that the world would have been better, because, like, we speak about his just, like, general impact. I'm not even going to talk about his companies. I'm just going to talk about the dudes that like him. Yeah. They fucking suck. Oh, they're so bad. Yeah. Oh, my God, The world dude. would just be objectively better without Elon Musk fans. The world would be so much better without annoying crypto bros. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that shit right there is just a reason to just... Get him out of here. Yeah. And and next thing, he talks constantly, constantly about how bad taxes are oh and about how the God. government shouldn't be breathing down your neck, shouldn't be controlling you, yeah. advocates against welfare programs, all that kind of stuff. When his companies literally would not exist without corporate Mm-mm. welfare. Mm-mm. They would not exist without subsidies from the government. See, only, the only reason that Tesla fucking exists yeah. is because somehow Tesla, one, the only real reason that Tesla exists is because did you know that somebody else started Tesla? Yeah. Like yeah, Elon yeah. Musk did not start Tesla. Uh-huh. He took over the company and I think he made a deal with the owner to where the owner had to say that Elon Musk is the one who came up with the company. The guy's a fucking egomaniac. Oh yeah, he's just I mean and he's just good at marketing. That's it. Yeah. Like he's just really good at marketing himself. Like he just bought this dude out of the company said actually in order like as a part of this deal as a part of your contract your severance you have to say that I came up with the company. Yeah. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> Him. He's trying to fake fucking, like, tech messiah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'll also take this time to remind you that all of the innovations that some of his companies may have came up with, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, sure, you can make an argument that, like, the movement towards electric cars is a good thing. I would agree. Yeah. I wish they weren't luxurious or luxurious vehicles that costed a bunch of money, Mm -hmm. but whatever. Um, Those weren't his ideas. He's not doing the engineering or the physics work or the design behind any of these vehicles. Or any of the vehicles of the future. He is simply good at marketing himself, and he pays people a wage or a salary to come up with all the ideas for him that he claims to be his own. He's literally just a fucking figurehead. Yeah. He is the product of a great marketing department. And he gets people because he says shit. He says shit that goes, like, against a mainstream, like, business narrative. Yeah. Like, I remember a couple years ago, a big thing that he said that got a lot of people, like, on his hype train was he's like, actually, I'll hire anybody to work at Tesla. You don't have to have a high school degree or any degree. You can just work here. It's like, yeah, he says that. And I'm sure maybe, like, one or two guys that are, like, on a team at tesla high Mm -hmm. up did that but they probably started their own fucking companies before they did that yeah and actually had some experience he he also is violent with the way he crushes unions oh my god yeah (laughs) he's also violent with the way that he treats his workers in the fucking tesla factories yeah considering that he blatantly violated covid protocols in california like he literally just would not follow the protocols didn't he relocate to texas simply because he did not want to follow one their tax law and two their covid protocols literally it that was literally it he said, yeah, I'm going to kill remember, my workers. I remember he was like, um, like I think this was like maybe two years ago at the start of the pandemic, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like tweeting at Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, I'm going to leave California unless you like loosen these restrictions. And I'm taking these jobs with me. And California just like, 
was like, all right, fuck off. We like, are, <laughs> California said we are the sixth largest economy in the world. Yeah. We don't need you. It's not as if you're going to leave the U.S. market, dog. Exactly. Like, you literally, it's so fucking annoying. But yeah, no. bro is just violent the way he's smashing It's like the way that he treats his workers. There's got to be something epigenetic about what it takes to uh, run an apartheid emerald mine that just <laughs> <laughs> that just passed through to him. It just you know? literally got passed down. <laughs> You, I mean, to be a billionaire anywhere in the world, you literally just have to be the worst kind of human being. It's like the memories in Assassin's Creed, you know? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> you hop in there They're and genetic. you can see all the past. They're They're epigenetic. Genetic they live memories. with you. They live yeah. with you. He's got all the memories of his dad just absolutely crushing anybody in apartheid South Africa who opposed his emerald mine. He's like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You just have to be a bad person. It lives within him. Um, And then also, recently, one of his takes has been, uh, this one's actually very recent he said that woke culture is threatening society it's one of the greatest threats to society you remember that yeah i remember that and i also (laughs) i watched an interview he did with the babylon b i've seen parts of it yeah if uh, if any of you don't know what the babylon b is they're basically trying to be the conservative onion but they are failing miserably. It's so bad. They are so painfully and chronically unfunny, dude. It's ridiculous. Wait, was that the interview that dude did with a dude named Jeremy? I think so. He's bringing dishonor to the name. Shit. Let me let me tell you, he's bringing dishonor to the name. And we're changing that. Exactly. That's what the pot is for. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm reorganizing. I'm reframing what it means to be Jeremy. That's oh, me. there you go. That's, That's me. a takes a lot of strength yeah but he said that uh the one of the greatest threats to society was woke culture which like what is that what the fuck does that mean i know dude one of the greatest threats to society is wanting free health care <laughs> one of the greatest yeah. threats to society is wanting people to not be racist one of the yeah exactly <laughs> one of the greatest threats to society is wanting people to stop saying slurs one of the greatest threats to society is gene Wu, texas congressman <laughs> What a callback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What a callback. No, but like the greatest threat to society is literally just him. If anyone's him an enemy to the people, it's Elon Musk. <laughs> like <laughs> Elon Musk, it's Jeff Bezos, it's all the other billionaires. He's actually the richest man in the world, too. So he's public enemy number one in my no, eyes, exactly. honestly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, there's this kind of ideology that floats around other billionaires, not only Elon Musk, that they must have worked really hard to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea that we have a meritocracy. And I promise you, saying that he earned his billions on his own is literally the same thing as saying that God gave this king the right to rule. It's the <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah, it is thing. the divine right to rule, the mandate of heaven. Right. Just it's literally modern saying, day. It's, it's just like, yeah, it's just in a, it's taken a different form. Like the idea of a meritocracy is the same as saying that God gave this person the right to Rebranded rule. Rebranded and repackaged. He That's did not it. get there on his own. He inherited wealth. He then exploited a bunch of people, made a bunch of shady deals, got a bunch of money from the government, and now he's here. He didn't do anything on his own and other than like, market himself. And it's like he thinks woke culture is when people call him out for wanting literal indented servitude on yes. Mars. Yes. Because he literally said that, yeah, I'll take people to Mars, but you got to work. He's like, oh, I can't literally enslave you. What is this? What the fuck is this, dog? Bro, if that's woke culture, then like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very woke then. I'm sorry. I don't want slavery. (laughs) Sorry, dog. I don't want to literally return to slavery. If woke culture is saying that slavery is bad, then. Yeah. Yeah. And like Elon Musk and other billionaires, they just they just sit on their wealth literally indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And let me, and this is bad even in a capitalist framework because, well, I mean, I guess capitalism causes this. But I guess yeah. if you're thinking in, I guess if your mindset is capitalism good and can produce good results, yeah. this is bad in the capitalist framework in the way that we exist right now because there's money doesn't flow throughout the economy. Mm-hmm. It just sits with people. Mm-hmm. 
and for the economy to grow, it's got to flow. Oh, but it's not liquid. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna make people liquidate their their stuff to pay their taxes. Yeah, yeah, that's usually how shit works. Like, poor people got to do it. If it was a regular person, yes, poor people have to regularly take out equity on their homes. Yes, to be able to pay their bills. Poor people have to sell their possessions to pay their bills. Yeah, so maybe we should make rich people sell maybe a couple of the excess millions that they have. Yeah. You know, uh, just radical thought. Maybe. Apparently that is a radical thought, yeah, though. Yeah, so. radical thought. Like, at this point, at this point, billionaires are just worse than feudal lords. They literally are, though. Yeah. I think they have amassed more They have amassed more wealth than kings. Yes. They're worse than feudal lords. They're, they're literally worse than feudal lords. Like, maybe you can definitely argue that with technological advancement, um, living conditions have obviously improved since the day mm-hmm. of serfs, demonstrably. But at this point, like... The uh, the the feudal lord to serf ratio of exploitation is worse. Yeah, like we are having more stolen from us than I feel serfs were. At least they had the commons. The wealth gaps, which are eventually got destroyed, so much worse. Yeah, it's actually crazy. But you know, it still rings true. It's true. Quote from I want to say 16th century Chinese philosopher. True. Zhu Zhang. I can't remember his name. I might have just fucking butchered that. I'm sorry, everybody. But the petty thief goes to jail. While the uh, big thief becomes feudal lord. Exactly. It's literally just what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I go to jail for stealing food to survive and the corporations literally commit wage theft from me and get richer from it. Mm -hmm. They see record profits in 2021. They're just they're just feudal lords. They're just feudal. I mean, and they pay nothing in taxes. They pay absolutely nothing into the system. Facts. They're just able to hide. All their money. And it's not even really hiding because we know where it is. Yeah. But, oh, no, I'm Elon Musk. I'm paying the biggest tax in history. Okay. It's not even that I'm sorry, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be more. Yeah. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You know what? Literally just shut the fuck up. Moving on. I think it was calculated to be like like a very small percentage of what he actually earns. He's the richest man on earth. Yes. He's literally the richest person in the world. He could give Uh up 99% of his wealth and still be better off than me. Yeah, meanwhile, if we give off 99% of our wealth, suddenly we have nothing. So Hey, bro, I don't think you can give away 99% of nothing. So, so true. Like, so, so true. Like, oh, no, I have a cent instead of a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. All right, moving on. Moving, moving on, on, moving on. Now we get to talk about some updates in the Matt Gates case. Oh, my favorite case. Yeah. If you didn't know what was going on with Matt Gates, I'll just quick rundown. Being accused of sex crimes. Yeah. Pretty much sex trafficking a 17-year-old, mm. having sex with the 17-year-old, mm-hmm. as the 17-year-old in question has said, obstructing justice and um, violation of the Mann Act, which is prostitution across state lines. Also looking like that. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> literally, and just being Matt Gates just too. Being, just looking weird. <laughs> he body like, shape. He should just be in jail for that alone. That expects. He looks he's scary. So anyway, today, like literally recording the pod today, Wednesday the eleventh, we got an update on this case. Um his girlfriend that he had at the time of these alleged crimes <laughs> agreed to testify in front of a grand jury. Oh, he's fucked. Yeah, dude's actually she's fucked. So fucked. But not from his job. Well, oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to <laughs> okay, that okay, in a okay, little okay. bit. So that's crazy. And so apparently he was in an open relationship with this like regular girl, not a minor. Okay. You know regular I mean? woman. This regular woman, not a minor, at the time of his alleged sex crimes with a 16-year-old. And she agreed to testify in court in front of the grand jury. The obstructing of justice charge comes from a phone call that Gates was on with this ex-girlfriend and another girl who was already cooperating with the oh, feds. Damn. But he didn't know that. And she was secretly recording the call. I cannot wait for that call to drop. 
I cannot wait for the details of that to come oh up. But that's my. that's what that charge come from. Mm. If you were wondering, like, obstructing justice, that's pretty far off from literal sex crimes, you know? And this trial is starting or just started today? It's a probe. Oh, it's, it's a probe, a probe right now. Okay, no okay. formal charges have been brought to him. Not like it will matter for his congressional seat. But again, I'll get into that. Oh, I can't wait. Bit. I can't wait. So now this like ex-girlfriend is working with a hot with like a well-known attorney in Florida. Uh-huh. And you know what she's known for? What is she known Immunity for? Immunity deals. Okay. One of her like biggest cases, this attorney, is getting a like guilty murderer, someone who literally committed murder, off on an immunity deal for cooperating with a case. You want to know why this is important? Why is it important? Because his ex-girlfriend and him in 2018, while they were dating, went on a trip to the Bahamas with a bunch of young women oh. and a couple of Matt Gates's friends. So the woman, his ex-girlfriend, is the one taking the well, the the, the deal, quote unquote. Yeah, Glenn Maxwell vibes, if you will. Okay. You know? So she's about to take the deal to slap Matt Gates with a felony. She's about to 6'9 this dude, but not, not in like a good way, like Takashi 6'9 this yeah, dude. Yeah, the rapper. <laughs> yeah, the rapper. ratted everybody out. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Exactly. You've she's connected about to the dots in my Takashi head. Takashi 6'9 this guy. And she also was with him while he had been seeing this minor. Fuck. <laughs> and God. and there are reports that they had talked about it with like friend like friends of the couple, at least three. So six friends. You know what I mean? So Tucker Carlson and his wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They've already testified. John Hannity and his wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh Brett Bayer and his wife. Yeah. They've already testified saying that, like, yeah, he was like with this minor. You know what I mean? Oh, so she no. she's playing ball now and she's testifying. I cannot wait for like the court transcripts oh, to drop for I'm this. I'm so excited. I need to find somebody who who is covering this so I can just like read or listen to what they find. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's gonna be so fun. But like if you thought that, that was bad, or even if you thought that like eh, that's not that sus, maybe it was all in good faith, maybe you didn't fuck that kid literally. Oh yeah, just hanging out with a seventeen year old in the Bahamas is all yeah, in good faith. Yeah, by I've the way. got I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> he was friends with this dude named Joel Greenberg, right? Okay. And Joel Greenberg had his own investigation done a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And in that investigation, Greenberg was charged with a host of crimes, one of them being sex trafficking of the same minor oh. that Gates is involved with. And they were close friends. And you know what he did? What did he do? He pleaded guilty. <laughs> Matt Gage is so fucked. If that's not sus. Dunzo, that's game GG. I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. But that's not even like the craziest part of this whole thing. I'm going to zoom out and we're going to talk about some federal law real quick. All right. You know what I mean? And not even like federal law like, oh my, like having sex with a minor is federally illegal. Don't get me wrong Right, of course. I'm talking about law with regards to his congressional seat. Essentially... If he like gets formal charges brought to him, if he is indicted and he is found guilty, he doesn't have to give up his seat in Congress. Mm-hmm. You can literally like fucking murder somebody, and you would not have to give up your seat in Congress. Yeah, you, you can know the slave from jail. Yeah, you know the only crimes that you would that you'd have to give up your seat for hmm. matters of national security and like corruption. Which let's be real, that happens all the time, and nobody gets their seat taken yeah, away exactly. for corruption. So it's pretty much just matters of national security, like treason, shit, espionage, shit like and that. And the um, the House can, like, remove you, I think. The House can remove you if they, uh, with a three to two vote, which I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they couldn't get. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, at, oh my god, that would be the peak of this political theater. Just, <laughs> they defend a sex offender. Yeah. They defend a sexual assaulter, yeah. a predator. The party that cares about the children goes and defends somebody party who that fucked cares, a 17-year-old. The party that cares about crime. Yeah. Protects, yeah. oh my god, could you imagine? Isn't that fucking wild? Oh, and you know what's man. even crazier? 
Like hmm. he he may still get to get a seat, but like what about his federal pension? Yeah. What about his retirement fund? Yeah. Still he gets still that. gets to keep that. That's pretty fire. He still gets to keep it, even if he is found guilty Bro, of sex with a minor. Apparently, being a congressperson, being an elected official, you can you just go God mode. You, you can do can, anything you want. Literally, and then you can write a law uh-huh. from jail. Uh-huh. You actually, sex crimes legal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that applies retroactively. So I'm yeah, ex post facto. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. chilling now. I'm free. I'm a free man. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the update with that sex past. That is insane. We've had yeah. some putrid news. Today. It's also insane that he like had a girlfriend that was willing to do an open relationship with him. You know what it's I mean? A bit of, bit of victim blaming. <laughs> no, no, just insane in general that he had a girlfriend. Like being true. Matt Gates. You know true. what I mean? I also think it's wild that Mitch McConnell had a wife. That's true. So, or has a wife. He does like, have a wife. I don't know. Yeah, kind of crazy that all these dudes, these literal putrid dudes, stains on democracy are just winning. Oh man, Matt Gates. Matt Gates. Matt Gates. One of the best. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Friend of the show. For now. Matt Gates right we'll see there. how the trial goes. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how the trial goes. I think that probably wraps it up for this episode. It does. That's a that's a putrid episode for you guys. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that we weren't we didn't disappoint you too much with being twenty four hours late. Exactly, exactly. I'm so incredibly sorry. We'll get back on track next week. I'm promise. so sorry that I got COVID, everybody. Yeah, it's literally your fault. <laughs> All right. Anyway, before we go, we gotta give a special thanks, special shout out to our loyal patrons. We got Cricket Scrapbook Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Crown, Terrence Nicholson, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Omar Zuno, Abigail Cox, 40% Spite, Thalia Katz, and Ooh. my mom. Let's Thank you all for go. supporting the show on Patreon. That's getting to be a uh, a populist bunch. It's going to be a long list right there. It's going to be a long list. Keep them coming. Exactly. Yeah, I don't mind, I don't mind doing a little bit of reading. Exactly. I'll do a little bit of reading at the end of the show. Exactly. Top of the show. Facts. We'll do what Get we have to do. Get my literacy up. We'll do what we have to do. But thank you all for listening, and uh, see you all next week. Have a good one.